This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, whether that's Rovers throwing in a drab nil-nil in the Championship or taking Newcastle all the way to a penalty shootout in the fifth round of the FA Cup, You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So, the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. I first met my guest on this episode of the BRFCS podcast probably almost three years ago now in the studios of BBC Radio Lancashire. We were having a good old chinwag about football back in the day. Um, and we, uh, we exchanged phone numbers and he very kindly agreed to come on, on our podcast. So he's, he's one of our first returning guests and it's a delight to have him back. I just wish that the circumstances that brought us back together were a little more positive, but uh, we'll learn a little bit more about it tonight and hopefully people listening to this podcast will be able to to bring a bit of light relief. It's my pleasure to welcome back Tommy Spur. Tommy, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. How are you? So much the better for, for speaking with you, Tommy, and so much the better for trying to, to put this together. Now, people following you on Twitter and, and seeing your appearances on, on video on Radio Links and various other media outlets will have seen the, uh, the, the story about your son, Rio. So... What has happened? What, what's likely to happen in terms of the course of treatment? And then that might serve to explain what it is that you're doing to try and raise some funds. So how is young Rio, for starters? Yeah, he's, uh, he's currently in, <clears throat> in hospital at the moment. He's undergoing just one of his courses of chemotherapy. Um, so my wife's, my wife's at Manchester Children's Hospitals with, uh, with him and I'm at home with our 18-month month old little boy so we kind of do do shifts um like some at home some at hospital because it is difficult being in 
obviously the hospital all day, not being able to go out of your room and things like that. Um, so I can only imagine what it's like for a three-year-old who's not obviously mentally all developed and things to be to be locked up in a room and kind of wondering why is it's difficult to <clears throat> to explain to him. But we try and do that as best as we can. He's a special little boy, so he gets on with it, and he, he, he we try and make the most of it when there, make it as fun as it. As it can be in the circumstances, obviously, yeah. You you try your best, and like I say, that's all we can do at the moment. But um, no, it all started back in in April where he complained loosely of a bit of of tummy ache and kind of pointed to his side a little bit. And we we obviously had a look and felt it and felt a little little lump at this, well, quite a big lump at the side, on his side, on his right-hand side. Sort of me and my wife discussed it, and we're like, it's not right, so we'll take him to to the doctor and see what what's what. And initially, the the GP kind of said, well, I think it could be like constipation because he'd not been for a couple of days, and he'd recently had his preschool vaccinations, so we didn't think much of it to be honest. Um, but then a couple of days later, he started being sick. <clears throat> um, one evening, and then it carried on the next day, and kind of like green bile. So again, we were like, "This isn't right." So I said, "All right, no, nah, I'm going to take him to Rainy because it was a Saturday. Um, I'm going to take him to Rainy, and then I can get seen." And anyway, cut a long story short, they they thought it could have been a twisted bowel, which would require surgery, which would explain the lump on the side because your bowel would be right. pushed to one side. Yeah. Um, so transferred us in an ambulance to to Manchester Children's Hospital, but then. Only one of us could go, so my wife came to Amy and went with him in the ambulance. And then they quickly seen us and a moment that she never never kind of forget or will never leave her really. Um like they they said, explain that he wouldn't be having surgery. So she was kind of relieved. Um but then she said how they were looking at him at, at her was something there's something else and kind of explained to her that they thought it could have been a nasty lump, meaning a, a cancer tumour. Um, and then from then, it everything just went at 100 miles an hour, scan after scan, biopsy booked in, and then within a week, he was starting starting his chemotherapy. So it just turned our lives upside down within that short space of time. So it's 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 been hell for four months um there's no other way of describing it yeah i can only imagine uh, uh, i think you know a, a parent's first duty and you know first they'll look towards the children the health of the children the care of the children when something like that happens things that you've taken for granted suddenly take on extra meaning don't they and it's 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 really a case of like trying to do everything that you possibly can within your power so how how is um how is rudy shaping up his, his younger brother of course that, that must be really weird for his, his younger brother seeing his seeing all this stuff going on we kind of had to come up with a bit of a routine due to again i missed probably a little bit out that following the scans it weren't just the wilms tumor that it'd been diagnosed with like that was the the diagnosis wilms tumor but he had two lung metastasis uh, as well which means basically the wilms tumor spread to his each of his lungs um which again, as like just just a normal not medical person, you don't 
really understand the different cancers and yeah, what, what's the different what, grades and, what and the different and, prognosis. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's been a lot of learning for us as well to try and understand what we're being told. So once we found out that, we really obviously realised that that was worse. Yeah. So stage four, basically. But then we quickly realised that even though Wilms tumour has a good prognosis in terms of survival rate in general, like 80 to 90 percent so again at first we were kind of like okay this is crap but yeah but there's a light at the end of the tunnel yeah but then we quickly realized that even though they tell you that at the start they don't know anything until they take the tumor out they cut it up and find the histology and pathology of the tumor so basically the big the big point for us was when they performed the surgery to remove the tumor and the kidney and the news we got back was just devastating and it's kind of it's frightened the life out of us and it will do for the next however long until hopefully he's one of the 30 to 40 percent that will come through it which like i say it's just it's just just hell absolute hell but going back to your question because we spent that much time in hospital over over his surgery and things like that like rudy was he was affected by it and probably because we didn't know how to handle different things it it took us a little bit of time to figure out that we've still got Rudy to think about not that we'd forgotten about him but obviously this news and things it's just been but we're kind of managing it now and he's settled down a lot and um he's he's getting a bit of each of us which is is what he needs because he's just as important as as Rio is because he's still a baby so it's it's just been juggling that, but we've we've managed to to do the best we can. So, what sort of support structure have you got around you, Tommy? Have you got friends and family that can can help you along with that? Yeah, it's like my my parents live in Leeds, and like we have got support structure and things like that. It's it's just it's hard because you you kind of want to look after look after your kids, and as great as everybody else is we want to be there for our yeah. kids. Um, you can't really outsource it, can you, to somebody? You, know, you want to no. be the person that they look to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think I said when I retired, the, the shining light of me retiring was that Rio was going to be born and he was my focus. And then Rudy came along and they're, they're my focus. And I'm my, I'm my wife's focus and... Like the whole fundraising thing now is to give Rio a chance, and that's all we want to do. Well, let's let's talk more about that. So, the the, pros, the well, you're doing lots and lots of things. First of all, so let, let's talk about some of those things. I understand that you've been up Snowden. Yeah. So, <clears throat> to give a bit of back thing on that, it, kind of to help us out a little bit. In originally a, a work colleague where I was working at a Priestley College in Warrington. Um, my contract was finishing there and I was only ever working till June there in, in both of my roles that equated to well more than full-time, but it was full-time. But basically, I was going to be out of work, so they were kind of helping right, helping us out initially, but it meant to be just kind of a, a college thing, not necessarily a out-there thing. Um, but then once we found out the results of the um the surgery which meant Rio's chemotherapy would be intensified and he'd have radiotherapy and it just meant that 
neither me or my wife could possibly work. work. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to. It it was just impossible because the strength of the chemotherapy means that Rio's uh, white blood cells after he's had the chemo literally next to nothing. He has to have injections to try and give him a little bit to fight the infection that yeah. kids get. Yeah, but as soon as he gets the slightest bit of a temperature, we are straight into hospital and it's an automatic kind of 48-hour stay. Um, when he has his chemo, he's in for four days. And then obviously we've got Rudy as well. So it's, it's uh, my wife's self-employed. So the unpredictability of how Rio's going to be, there's no way she can... You can't plan for that, can you? Keep, no, it's, it's, it's just been bad. Um on top of obviously the devastating news, it's just been bad timing of of work and contracts and it's just been it's <laughs> but like I say at the moment that's the least of our worries and <clears throat> people have been generous to, to help us out in that in that respect and some former teammates and things like that have have been amazing that obviously they don't want to come out and say they've done this, that and the other, but I I know my family knows and that's all that, that kind of matters and we're appreciative of it. So, so one event that you are doing this coming weekend uh, is you're cycling from Hillsborough to Ewood Park. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, amongst... all the way on your own or with 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 other people? <laughs> well, um, starting at Hillsborough, then going to Doncaster and Ewood Park, then finishing at Deepdale. Obviously, following the path of of my career. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so it's 120 mile. There's Myself, my seventy-year-old dad, who's doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that puts us um, all to shame, if I may say so, Tommy. He'll <laughs> uh, put it might put me to shame. So I've not done much <laughs> training for it. Um, and then there's one of my dad's friends who's a similar age, and then there's uh, Chloe's cousin doing it, and um, my good friend Chris Brown's doing it. So ah, um, yes, Mr. Brown. <clears throat> Yeah, so he's been he's he's one of them guys that steps up when 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 people need it. You can and count on him. As a mate, yeah, as a mate, he's been right up there. Yeah, I saw that you've been on the uh, Under the Cosh podcast. So I think. That was quite a while ago, actually. Yeah, um, they kind of put that out to to again his Get involvement yeah. in that. Yeah, he's 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 just a good guy. I know he gets a bad. A bad rep, and he jokes about it on under the cosh yeah. and things like that. But it's it, he's he's a genuinely good guy. Well, as you say, friends like that that you can count on when you really need them are worth uh, worth the waiting gold, aren't they? So, are you looking exactly. for people to be cheering you on on the way? Should we should we try and rally some support for you around all these grounds, <laughs> or are you trying to slink in under cover of darkness? <laughs> no, that'd be that'd be amazing. I mean, I know Blackburn don't play till Sunday, do they? So. I mean, if there are a few people at Ewood when we got there, that'd be amazing. Um, for just before the final, final push to to Deepdale, I think there might be a few tired legs. Are the timings available anywhere? Have you got any rough rough estimations of when you're going to be, or are you going to be updating live on your Twitter feed? Um, <laughs> God, you not really fair, thought about it. <laughs> no, because um, because Rio's will be in hospital. He was going to be sort of at the end, right? Like, waiting for us, but. We're unsure whether he'll be able to, of course, to get there in yeah. time. Um, he is due out on Saturday, so depending on what time, right? So I said to him, like, <laughs> I said to him, I'll like do some like live Instagram things and 
like mention how we're doing and stuff so he could almost like he's watching even though yeah he doesn't really know what's going on but he thinks it's funny that daddy's riding a bike so <laughs> so yeah I'll, i'm gonna be doing little bits of that but we kind of i'll actually let you know my dad actually has actually timed it out to a t so i'll um well please, please do as i say we'll, we'll forward it i mean i i live in <clears> sheffield <throat> and not that far away from doncaster as well so I'd, I'd love to turn up at some point and watch watch you whisper or watch your dad go past at high speed and you, yeah. you, you in the distance in, in the in his wake trying to catch him up so that'd be fantastic to yeah. do that so uh, that, that that'd be great so in terms of um, other events, I've seen that there's a, there's an all-star football match at Ribchester that's lined up as well. Yeah, this is um, something that's a little bit different to perhaps your standard charity football game that people go to and, and pay to go to, whereas this is kind of... The lineups unbelievable. I'm blown away by, again, the kindness of my teammates. I've not spoken to for a long time, but then... Obviously, you have <clears throat> with certain few teammates, you have that kind of respect and bond, and you would do anything for each other, even though you don't speak every other day. It's kind of, and the lineup's brilliant. I mean, Andy Bears at Radio Lanks has been brilliant and helping organise it. Um, there's Dunny's, Dunny's been brilliant. I obviously, live quite close to him, and he's supported me right from the start. Dunny's playing Colin Hendrick, Kevin Gallagher who, again, I did a bit of work with in Radio Lanx with uh, Danny Graham, Craig Conway, Matt Kilgallen. Some of them could still do a job, I reckon. I think it's... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I know. So, and then myself from Blackburn, and there's there's Neil Meller, Chris Sedgwick, uh, Jermaine Beckford, John Welsh, uh, David Lucas. So when when is that, Tommy? Uh, 11th of September, and it's... It's actually on Ribchester Park, on Ribchester Rec. Okay. Um, we're making it kind of like a family fun day. Bearing in mind, the fundraising is for a little boy. It's not for anything else other than my little my little boy. So I kind of wanted that family feeling. There's loads of kids stuff going on. There's there's food, there's activities, there's um, a Q&A after <clears throat> with some of the lads that have agreed to do it. Again, we've not, We've not put an entry to it. We've kind of just said, if you want to donate, brilliant. But we're trying to, obviously, we're trying to raise funds for Rio. And, but we thought if we put something on for people and get these players playing against irregular lads who, who just play football on a Saturday, then it hopefully might encourage people to, to donate. And Ribchester have been... Have been unbelievable in how much time people are putting into organising it and their efforts given to to work behind the bar and just organise the kits, everything, the lads that are playing against, like the, the ex-pros. Um, everyone involved has been amazing. It's Like I said, it's, it's overwhelming, the support that we've had. And sometimes... It, you do find yourself getting emotional about it because I'm not surprised. It's all for our little boy, and at the end of the day, that's that's what that's what it's for, and we want him to to have a chance of of beating this. And I was going to say, let's just talk about that a little bit more to explain to people why why the, the money's being raised. Mm. So I picked up from from the Just Giving page that effectively what you're trying to do is to give yourself the option 
should it be needed, of exploring treatments, probably in the US? More than likely. Um, <clears throat> it's a question that we've been asked quite a lot, is what's your target? And the honest answer is, at the moment, we don't know, because, one, we're, we're getting the help of our consultant, who's obviously the man in the know, and he's got connections down to the to the lead consultant down in London, who is seeking options for us, because basically we always having all the treatment that the NHS have got to offer right at this second. So if this doesn't work, there's nowhere else to go over yeah. here. So there's kind of two options. So if that doesn't work, we need an option to go somewhere else to try something else. Then, however, on the other hand, if he's cured in quotation marks, he it's 50% likely to come back. Right. Because of the high-risk features that they found in the surgery, it's basically likely to come back. So right. if he does come back, he's got about a 10% chance of survival over here because they'd only be able to use the same treatment that he's had now because that's all right. that's available. Right. So we kind of need some help from our consultant to guide us in the direction to give us those two options as to where we could go. So we're preparing that because the, the odds are against him, against Rio now, and obviously even if he beats it. As a parent, I don't want to sit on my backside for nine months and just hope that things are going to be okay. I want to be prepared that if the worst does happen, that we've done everything we can to give our little boy every chance of being all right. And if we didn't do that, I couldn't forgive myself. So if if I have to walk to America and back to raise whatever money, I'll do it. But we're just lucky that so many people have offered the help and they're doing their own fundraisers and, and donating to us. And it's just been it's overwhelming. Well, that's that's just terrific news. I mean, yeah, it's it's again, as I say, I just cannot put myself in in your shoes. I'm not a parent. I can only imagine what you're going through, and I can only imagine you know the dedication that you and Chloe will want to 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 put into this to to give your son every possible chance. Why wouldn't you? It's it's understandable. So that uh, there is a, a GoFundMe page that has been set up. To, to cater for this this appeal on, on behalf of Tommy and Chloe. And we've put a link on the homepage of brfcs.com to make it easy to pe for people to, to navigate through to it. So if you go to our homepage, you'll see there's a panel on there. Just click on that. It takes you through to the, to the GoFundMe page. And as I say, keep an eye on Tommy's social media for uh, updates of uh, further athletic endeavours. That he's going to be doing so the bike rides coming up this weekend. So if I get the chance to to nip out from Sheffield or Doncaster, it would be lovely to catch up on and uh, just give you a cheer along there. But if people want to gather again at Ewood at some unspecified time on Saturday to give you a cheer around, and donate to the cause, around, I think it'll be around five o'clock. Yeah. Um, by the time that we get there, I plan on finishing around six thirty. So. It should be about five-ish. <laughs> should, should I ask the furthest that you've ever ridden a bike until this point? Uh, I used to do, in the off-season, I used to do a 70-mile bike oh, okay. ride every year. With, I used to do Weatherby to Filey with, with my dad. Yeah. Um, I just used to use it as a fitness, something to do, basically. But um, 
I, I've always been all right on the bike. Like I've spent enough time on it when I've been injured. So, yeah. um, <laughs> but having said that, it's been three years since I've done anything. So it's been a long time, but it is what it is. I'll get through it. I'm mentally strong enough to get through. Um, well, the, the, yeah, I mean, that's one thing about being a professional sportsman. It, yeah, you, but your body may occasionally let you down, but mentally, I think you, you to, to be a success in any sort of professional sport, you've got to have the mental fortitude and you've got to have the attitude to be able to take it forward. So that, that stands you in good stead. I've got a good... Um... A good focus. So well, quite. <laughs> Absolutely, you, could, you couldn't have a better incentive, could you, to try and do everything no. you can? Um, Tommy, once again, thank you so much uh, for giving up your time. I know everybody wants a piece of you right mm. now, uh, and obviously, your focus, quite rightly, is inwardly on your family. So I do appreciate this. I hope that everybody listening to this can can click on the link, as I say, on the brfcs.com homepage and make a donation, however small. Lots of little donations can, can soon add up to make a difference. And if you can get yourself exactly. down to, to Ribchester, uh, is it 11th of September, did you say? Yeah, Sunday the 11th, um, down on Ribchester X. So be a little bit different. But can I just also say thank you to you as well for obviously allowing me to, to share Tommy, it's, it's the absolute least we could do. It's it's an absolute pleasure to to, um, to do everything that we can. But and we'll, obviously, we'll keep in touch and keep our fingers crossed for your thoughts and prayers and all that sort of stuff. So, thank you once again, Tommy. Hopefully, the next time no, we speak, we've got some uh, some some positive news to talk about, and then that would be that would be really, really marvelous. <laughs> but love to you, love to Chloe, and obviously, love to both to, to both both the kids as well, Rio and Rudy. Thank you, Top Man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So tell us then, in terms of that fundraising, what crazy challenge you've set yourself for this coming Saturday? <laughs> well, um, we're it's, obviously you've mentioned it's a bike ride, but we're kind of cycling from starting um, at Hillsborough and then going to all my old clubs. So Hillsborough to, to Doncaster, then over to Ewood Park, and then finishing at Deepdale. It's 120 miles, so there's. There's, there's only a few of us doing it because there's not many not many um, options to take up, take up the challenge of 120 miles in in one day. So um, I think there's only probably five, five or six of us doing it. So hopefully we can all make it. My 70-year-old dad's doing it. So hopefully we can get him through it. Um, but he's done a lot of training for it. So I'm sure he'll be all right. That's a I brilliant bet you're glad you didn't sign for Torquay, aren't you? <laughs> yeah um, I think it might have been over a, quite a number of days if, we, if that was the case but um. Sports Social Podcast Network It's the 90th minute all you mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.